you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Corner of Saul's Robe. Saul started chasing David from place to place. At one point, they came to a large rock formation. David and his men were on one side, and Saul's army was on the other. If Saul had gone a little further, he would have seen David and been able to get him. Just then, a messenger went to Saul and said, Hurry, you need to come back. The Philistines have invaded our land. So Saul had to retreat in order to save the nation from the Philistines. After that, that rock formation was called Rock of Escape. David moved his men to the canyons of Engedi. After Saul was done fighting the Philistines, he heard that David was in Engedi. He selected 3,000 of his best soldiers and took them toward Engedi. Along the way, Saul stopped and went into a cave to relieve himself. He didn't know David and his army were in the back of that cave. His men were thrilled that the Lord had given Saul to David. They whispered, kill him. Instead, David quietly got close and cut off the corner of Saul's robe. Instantly, he felt guilty for doing this. He said to his men, hear what I'm saying. God anointed Saul to be king over Israel. Even my little finger won't hurt him. He held his men back so Saul could leave the cave peacefully. As the king was walking away, David came out and yelled, My lord, the king! Saul stopped and looked back. David was standing there. He said, Who are you listening to? Who told you I wanted to hurt you? Look at the corner of your robe. It's missing because I'm holding it in my hand. God gave your life to me when you came into this cave. My men told me to kill you, but I didn't because you're my king. You're the Lord's anointed, and I would never hurt you. Listen to what I'm saying. I haven't sinned against you. Still, you're trying to kill me. I'm asking the Lord to judge between us, and I know he will make things right, but I will never hurt you. When Saul heard this, he broke down and cried. He said, Oh, my son David, you're more righteous than I. You have only returned good for all the bad I've done to you. How is it that the Lord gave me to you, and you didn't kill me. Who's heard of such a thing? Now I know it's true. You'll be king over Israel. Oh, David, my son, swear to me by the Lord. When you're king, don't kill my descendants. Don't eliminate my father's name from our tribe. So David made that vow to Saul. The king then took his men and returned back home. David went back into hiding. About the same time, the prophet Samuel died, and everyone in Israel mourned his death. First Samuel 24, 5. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. It's a pity that David's conscience was not as tender once he became king. Its voice seemed to be completely muffled when he committed adultery and murder. Men, be careful of lust. That was David's weakness, as it is every man's. Women, 
Be careful of lighting the fuse of lust. Be modest in your dress. Well, okay, that's good commentary. But I'll go one further and say, regarding women, be careful. Okay, I'm still going to put the onus on the men. I don't care what the women wear. I don't care what a woman is doing to not be careful. Let's put it that way. Uh, men, it is your responsibility to control lust. That is the one of the biggest challenges of men today. I don't have specific numbers, but I know statistically it's something like 80-90% of all men, at least in the Western culture, let's say at least in the United States. These are some, some numbers I know from the United States. 80-90% of us have suffered at one point, if not currently, are struggling with some form of pornography. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's a huge number. And that's a major problem. Think about how it affects our families. Think about how it affects the people we work with and live with. Think of how it affects you. It is a crippling problem. And without God and without scriptural truth in your life, it's going to be even worse. These numbers, by the way, 80-90% are not just of the, from the lost world. These are men, quote, in the church that also suffer from this. You go to any men's group, any men's meeting, and that's going to be an issue that will be discussed among these men. At least they're talking about it. At least in a Christian men's group, the, the men find it important enough and they're open enough to confess and discuss it with each other. And I commend that. But this is a real problem. So yes, ladies, I mean, I have daughters, so I, I will advise my daughters to don't exacerbate the issue. Be careful, yes, but the real onus, the real responsibility, in my opinion, is on the men. No means no. <laughs> and a man is in no way entitled to disrespect another human being, especially a woman. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.